Listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Andy Bates. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for your support of the Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. The season of Advent is right around the corner. Uh, I think a lot of us are maybe looking forward to Advent. Maybe we always look forward to Advent. I don't know. Uh, it seems to be a very uh, uh, approachable season this year. We're looking forward to this change in season and, and a new church year. And along with that comes maybe a time for some fresh starts in some of our own routines or changing up what we do at home in our family devotion time or refocusing on our time in God's Word. Joining us today to talk about these things and, and all of these themes that we find in the season of Advent is Reverend Sean Denzer, Director of Worship for the LCMS and International Center Chaplain. Thanks for joining us today, Chaplain Denzer. I'm glad to be with you guys. So we're talking about Advent today. What is this season of Advent all about? Well, historically, the season of Advent is about repentance. That's why the color at least always used to be violet. Uh, sometimes <laughs> we see blue now, which is fine too, uh, looking at hope and uh, joy. Uh, here as we approach the season of Christmas. And frankly, it's New Year's for the church, so I think it's just fine to be a little excited and happy. But uh, you're right, this year has been, man, a bear. So uh, I think repentance is especially appropriate this year, as it is every year. Uh, it's always the way that the church prepares for big events, uh, for anything. It's it's finally wrapped up in one of the big themes of Advent, preparing for our Lord's second coming at the last day. Uh, maybe we're praying, come Lord Jesus, more than ever right now. Uh, but even if we still have uh, a lot that we'd like to do in this life, we need to we need to recognize whenever we face great disasters and struggles and, and attacks and when the world is wrong. And we know it's wrong because the Lord created it to be perfect. He created our bodies to live forever. He didn't create disease. That's sin's effects uh, creeping through this world. So when we as Christians recognize that things are not as they should be, uh, then we cry out to the Lord in repentance. We say, Lord, have mercy on us. And uh, all of these fit perfectly with the season of Advent. In Advent, we also consider the Lord's Word. Uh, all of our seasons of repentance, and including this one, focus on uh, devotion to the Lord's things. We set aside, at least for a little bit, the things of the world, and we devote our time instead to what God has to give us, his gifts, which chiefly come through his word uh, and everything else that has to do with this church. Also, uh, in the Lutheran church, we've kind of taken an old tradition, these ember days. They happen four times a year, but there is one in the middle of Advent too, kind of for the winter, for the fall. And uh, we've taken those ember days of Advent and kind of spread them out across all of the Wednesdays in Advent to give us a little season of extra devotion, in particular that we would, uh, if we can at least, gather at our churches and uh, maybe have an evening service. Uh, and the pastor will often preach on something related to the catechism or 
on Old Testament prophecies looking ahead to Christ's coming uh, uh, at his birth. So uh, that also then extends into the home, or maybe it starts in the home even, uh, that we take this time to, to do a little extra study of God's word, to make sure that if we've forgotten it, uh, that we set our New Year's resolution in the church year too, to gather with our families, to hear the word of God, to, to pray, uh, and uh, perhaps even to light some candles as it starts to get dark out. You mentioned a couple of words already, like... Uh... You mentioned Advent and Ember Days. Can we play the etymology game where these words come yes. from? <laughs> Let's do it. This never gets you in trouble, right? Never. <laughs> Advent means coming. It's an English word, actually. Uh, the advent of something means the the coming of it, the, the coming to be. Uh, for us, we look at three advents or comings of Christ in particular during the season. And this is all captured, by the way, in one of my favorite hymns, hymn 333 in LSB. That's once he came in blessing. And the hymn says it so well. Once he came in blessing, that's uh, to redress our sins, to, to live among us. That's uh, Christ's incarnation. And we're looking forward to the birth of Christ on Christmas. He also continues to come to us in his word and in his sacraments. He does this all the time among us Christians. Uh, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, Jesus says, there I am in the midst of them. So uh, the Lord continues to come constantly to us in his word. And last of all, we're waiting for his final coming, his second coming at the last day. He'll come in judgment. Uh, but for those of us uh, who, who know our Lord, uh, he comes as the son of righteousness with healing in his wings, and we lift up our heads and rejoice because we see our Savior coming. I love playing the etymology game. It Not to be confused with entomology, because that would be about bugs. So <laughs> how how does this season of Advent bring us comfort? You, you, you've you mentioned this a, a little bit already, but where's the comfort in the season of Advent? The comfort is, of course, that Christ comes to us, that he actually did come to redress all of our ills by his death and resurrection, by his incarnation in our flesh, that we have God uh, as one of us, that he has become a man, that even right now our ascended Lord is a human, sitting in God's counsel, uh, bringing all of our prayers before the Father and uh, pointing to his wounds by which he has redeemed us. So I think that's a great comfort that we can see. Also that we know our Lord is coming uh, and that he's not going to leave this world broken forever. In fact, he is going to reveal his entire new creation to us at the last day. Uh, so if we get down about pandemics and everything going wrong here, we can always uh, look ahead to the glories that make all of these sufferings hardly worth comparing. I think the last great comfort is a contrast that we see between the world that we live in today, at least here in America. You know, Christmas uh, notoriously has taken off even among people who don't believe in Christ or any of his comings. Uh, and, and, and Christmas adds its own craziness to the rest of the end of the of the year craziness. Uh, now we have to worry about shopping. We have to worry about gathering with in-laws. And, and, and this year we have to worry about whether we're even going to be allowed to gather with anybody in our families or with our friends. And that really just increases the stress and ramps it up, especially if you're you know, barreling towards Christmas. Uh, and of course, on the day of Christmas or the day after it, 
you just throw away your Christmas trees and all your decorations the same way you did with all those election signs the day after election day. But uh, the, the season of Advent for Christians is different, and it really looks different than that worldly kind of way of observing Christmas. But I think for us, it's actually something we should we should dig into a little more because the the attitude, the mood, if there is one of Advent, is a calm one, a confident one, anxious only about one thing, anxious for our Lord Jesus to reveal his redemption to us fully, anxious like the Old Testament people waiting for Christ, the Messiah, to come. Uh, and that's a very different anxiety from the world, a very different expectation and hope from the world. Uh, but also, you know, as that great Vespers prayer says it, uh, we look to Christ because he gives peace that this world cannot give. And especially if we're able to gather either with our families around the dinner table or maybe around an Advent wreath and with some candles around the Word of God and prayer, or if we're able to, to gather at our congregations in our churches uh, for an evening Vesper service, what is it we get to focus on? We get to focus on the peace that Jesus Christ gives to, to be relaxed and refreshed by his word uh, while the world is going crazy. And then, of course, we do get to celebrate Christmas and we get to do it for a whole 12 days. <laughs> Absolutely. What is what is this connection between um, the season of, of repentance, the season of waiting, and this comfort that you've been talking about? Is that is that a uniquely um, Christian thing to have this, this connection that may seem odd to somebody about... Um, repenting for my sins and saying that I am, that I have been, that I am a sinner, um, and this comfort that also comes along with that. Well, again, like that prayer, that the, the peace which this world cannot give, we're willing to admit something that the world isn't also, that the peace we look for and the comfort we want isn't going to come from us either. Uh, it should always be aware to us that we're not very self-sufficient. We need our neighbors, our families at the very least but really, we need we need our Lord. We need His His care at all times. Uh, and whatever season of the church here is, whatever new beginning the church makes, it always starts in this repentance. Uh, and and so here we are at the beginning of a new church year, uh, and we're going to repent. We're going to recognize our sins. We're gonna we're gonna take an honest assessment of everything. But with that comes the confident prayer, Lord, have mercy on us. For us as Christians, this is not just forgive me my sins. We always pray that too, but it, but it's more than that. It's looking with hope and confidence, with faith to Christ, the one who can answer all of this, to the one who really does have all of this in control. And, and for us, that isn't a, a thing that leads us into more despair, which we might find in this world, but it leads us into true hope that we have a Lord who cares for us. Was there ever a better year for Advent than 2020? <laughs> I wasn't alive for it, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, uh, how how is how is a season of repentance? How is a penitential season so fitting for right now? Well, I don't want to belabor the point, but uh, <laughs> uh, when the Lord sends disasters to us. Uh, and that's the way the church has always seen plagues and pestilences in the past. It's a call to repent. It's similar to what Jesus said uh, when they asked him, what about that tower that fell on those 
people uh, in his day, kind of a big disaster everybody was talking about in the news, or when uh, when the Romans had killed uh, some of the Jews and their blood had mingled with the blood of the sacrifices in the streets, kind of a scandalous thing for Jews. You know, they asked that question, well, has somebody sinned worse than others? Is this the judgment of God? Uh, does he hate those people more than these? And Jesus' answer was was kind of befuddling to us. It, it wasn't that, yes, we should be trying to read the tea leaves and figure out exactly who's done what wrong and who's the worst. Uh, he says it isn't that they were worse sinners than others. But then he adds on to it, but I tell you the truth, unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. That's to be our response when we see things that we don't understand, when we see uh, disasters or inexplicable evils or or just plain suffering. Our response is to play Lord, pray, Lord, have mercy on us, to recognize our sins, but at the same time, to look to him for rescue. And that puts us in the same attitude of the Old Testament prophets looking for the rescue of the Christ that would come. That that puts us right where we are in the history of the church now, which is between our Lord's first coming, uh, but yet awaiting his return to reveal everything to us as the book of Revelation and as our Lord's end time words to us say as well. So, so really, we're right in the right place, both in the church here and in this time of life, uh, the season of the church at large and the world season, waiting for the last day. Uh, and repentance and eager expectation really do characterize this season of Advent and our life together as Christians. We have more to talk about with Chaplain Sean Denzer about Advent and about bringing these themes of Advent into our homes, into our daily devotions. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Andy Bates. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Andy Bates. We're talking about Advent and bringing these themes of Advent into our homes with family devotions and involving our families in this season of repentance, the season of, of looking forward to the coming of Christ uh, and the season of comfort. Uh, Chaplain Dedzer, before we went to break, we were talking about all of these themes, um, how how this season of repentance is maybe a little more appropriate during, during this year of 2020 with all of these strange things happening. Um, but all of this comfort that we get from our Lord and from the, our repentance and looking forward to the second coming. Where can we, how can we bring these themes into our family devotions during the season of Advent? One of the 
what's become one of the favorite ways to observe Advent for a lot of people is is to have a little Advent wreath. Usually these days we find four candles. You kind of light them for one for each of the four Sundays in Advent, looking ahead to Christmas. Some people even in the middle of their wreath will have uh, a white candle to light on Christmas uh, for the birth of Christ. Uh, and your candles can be blue, they can be purple. If you've got a <laughs> pink one for the third Sunday, that's always fun too for joy. They can also just be white or red. That's that's what they probably were originally when this tradition kind of developed. But the idea is to count down. And if you've got one of those Advent calendars, whether it's a, a one that, that looks ahead to the birth of Christ, or if you've got one of those secular ones, maybe all your uh, cheese tastings or wine tasting, <laughs> uh, those are pretty fun. I, I maybe should look into getting one of those. Uh, you know, uh, that's a fine way to do it too. But but more importantly, and, and the thing that we do as Christians when we are trying to renew our devotion to God, when we're trying to yeah, look at our sins honestly, uh, and when we're looking for hope in a seemingly hopeless world, we return to the Word of God. That's the most important thing. You don't need candles. You don't need an Advent calendar, but you do need God's Word. And if you are blessed to be in a home with more than one person, uh, I would really try and get together with them too. Your family is a wonderful gift. Uh, and to be able to share God's word together and to pray together as a family is is an incredible gift and, and maybe one that we're learning to appreciate more in these times. So as a family, let's say maybe this is something new for us as a family. What's a, a good way to start? It doesn't have to be super complex, right? It really doesn't. Uh, you could take a single prayer or a single hymn or even a single passage of Scripture and read it uh, for this whole, this whole month, basically, of December, the season of Advent. If you're looking for something simple to start with, I'd recommend you go to our lcms.org website, lcms.org slash advent. And we've got a bunch of different resources, both for the church as well as for the home. One of them in particular is a little table grace that we've arranged. It's it's simple. It's You can just print it out. It's a, a page and a half, or maybe just a single page. And it uh, has a simple little Bible verse, one for each day. That'll be a new changing thing. It's got a stanza of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And it's got a, a prayer. And it's something that you could do either with an Advent wreath or without one. Uh, there it is a home devotion, or even if it's just you, just you at the table, uh, to have something that's new every day, but something that's the same every day uh, that incorporates these themes of waiting for our Lord's coming and, and repenting and looking expectantly for our Savior. Now we have one kiddo in our house. I know you've got a house full of kiddos. How how do you include kids in devotions like these? Hopefully they're learning to sing. Uh, and I think sometimes <laughs> the singing can be one of the most uh, exciting parts. Uh, if you just take one hymn, one stanza of a hymn, I think we chose O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Another great one is that 333 in LSB, uh, Once He Came in Blessing, because it really does grab all three of those coming themes and ends with a nice stanza of prayer. Uh, but but just focus on something small. Uh, if you have little little tiny kids, uh, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is a great choice because it has a refrain. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel uh, shall come to thee, O Israel. They can learn that part and sing it out. Maybe you as the parent can sing all the verses, uh, but they can come in and have that refrain each time. 
And if they're of reading age, maybe you want to let them read the little passage of scripture each day. Uh, and, uh, and the father maybe can introduce uh, to his family the prayers uh, and can... Uh, if you've got one of those wreaths, you got to, of course, decide who gets to light which candle which day. So plan that ahead of time, by the way. <laughs> or you will have yes. fights. It's true. It's true. Lighting the candle is like the most exciting part of the whole thing. <laughs> it's extinguishing the candle in our household. So. Oh, yep. That is true. <laughs> yes. What are some what are what are the themes that, that we uh, get to go through uh, during these these uh, several Sundays? of Advent that we could also pull into our devotions. Sure. Uh, a lot of people have tried to attach particular words to the Sundays. And the reason they've done that is because in the old lectionary, which you may still use the one-year lectionary out of Lutheran service book, uh, the third Sunday is a special day. Uh, it has a name in Latin, Gaudeta, which means joy, rejoice. Uh, comes from the the passage from St. Paul, rejoice always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness, your reasonableness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand, right? Hear the Advent mm -hmm. theme there. And uh, in a lot of churches, they would also have a rose-colored uh, pyramid or vestment that the pastor might wear. So rose, the color pink, became associated with that day of joy. And boy, wouldn't it be nice if we could have uh, a nice theme for the other days. So people have tried to attach love, peace, hope, uh, different things to the other days. They don't always fit so well, uh, but but if you happen to be a church that's, uh, or if your wreath happens to have uh, a rose-colored candle, maybe you want to emphasize joy during the third week of Advent. I think one of the beautiful things about Advent devotions is that they can be so simple. There's so many other things happening around this time of year that that can be overwhelming, so many things on our schedule, to have something simple to do together as a family, uh, to, to gather around God's word in just a simple way, I think can be very calming in the midst of what's often a, a very busy season. Yeah, some other things to do uh, out of the hymnal, you can certainly use any of those services. I'd recommend evening, since there's something about nighttime, the darkness, that we kind of lean into that, especially if we do have candles to assist in our worship, uh, that we, we know that it's getting darker all the time. It's, it's the end of the year. Uh, we're thinking about the end of the world even, and yet we're also awaiting the light which, which the darkness cannot overcome, Jesus Christ. So uh, look for those evening services, evening hymns. If you're looking for something to emphasize the repentance theme of Advent, I, I always have to recommend uh, praying the litany, which includes all uh, of the themes and all of the petitions that the church could possibly pray for. It even includes pestilence, uh, war and bloodshed, all kinds of uh, destruction uh, and depression uh, and every situation in life. You'll find that on page 288 of Lutheran Service Book. You also should keep your eyes open at your church because a lot of congregations put out Advent resources. You might find that on Sunday morning that maybe there's a little Advent devotional book that you can use. Uh, uh, keep an eye open for those. You'll find uh, that a lot of churches and a lot of different registered service organizations of the LCMS put out special Advent devotion booklets. And usually all you need is a Bible and, uh, and you can have a little devotion to read as well. 
great resources. And and again, I want to go back to the the website that you mentioned earlier, lcms.org slash advent, some really helpful resources there, whether it's uh, for your family to use at home, or you've prepared some resources for congregations to use as well. And I know others have, have prepared some resources all on that website. Uh, anything else you want to point us to on that website? There, it's just a wealth of information there. Yeah, the, uh, on the Making Disciples for Life Resource Center, which there should be a link there uh, as mm-hmm. well, uh, we're going to try and uh, use this website as a way of gathering resources across the church. It's going to pull from districts, it's going to pull from RSOs of the Synod, and so that's a great kind of one-stop shop place to look for resources from across not only the LCMS proper, but also all of our registered service organizations, our districts, and our other auxiliary organizations. They should pop up right in there, and I bet if you type in Advent, that's a great start. Are there other um, prayer books or or other favorite hymns uh, in in your family uh, to bring in during the season of Advent? Well, there are certainly other resources. Uh, if you're looking for daily devotions, uh, one that my family always used to use was uh, the Around the Word devotions. You can find those at whatdoesthismean.org, and those are free for download. There are many uh, devotional booklets, too. You might check out Concordia Publishing House. They have lots of they have lots of books form, but also pamphlet form devotions that are great to use. When it comes to hymns, uh, one of the exciting hymns to use, I've already mentioned, is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. What's great about this is it highlights different names of Christ, Emmanuel, the uh, King of the Nations, the Key of David. And as it goes through them, it has a refrain that stays constant. But then it also, it, through seven stanzas, gives us different names for Christ. These are connected with the old O antiphons for Advent, uh, which in Lutheran service book are found on the opposite page. Uh, and if you want to look at those and make use of them, you're welcome to do that too. But the hymn is kind of a familiar way uh, to, to go through bit by bit. And, and since it has both a refrain that stays the same and verses, stanzas that change, that is a perfect way to a, a perfect way to have something that changes and uh, and stays the same to take in a small chunk each week each day so many great resources, uh, so many great Advent hymns to pull in, especially O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and the resources at lcms.org slash Advent, and also uh, from CPH with their uh, Jesse Tree Advent resources this year. Lots of good things for families to use during this time, especially as we are probably all spending a lot more time together at home. Uh, lots of things to pull in and to make this Advent maybe a little bit more special than it has been in the past. Chaplain Denzer, thanks so much for joining us today on the Coffee Hour to talk through these resources for Advent for us. My pleasure. If you're listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Eddie Bates. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.